copy box. Proper bonics, proper bonics. We're in build episode twenty-two. You always keep track. I never, I never know what episode it is. Thanks, yeah, man. I was just listening to episode twenty-one. Not so good. Um, really? so, no, no, it was, it was, it was, good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I just like, uh, I like knocking the product. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta knock the product. Okay, I mean, you listen to it, so that's good. Yeah, man, and yeah, we we're in the building. Not just Alan and I. You know, we're always in the building. But ladies and gentlemen, we got someone else in the building. We special guest. Special guest. We we unlocked the. Eric Navarro's in the building, everyone. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. This oh is awesome. Oh, my goodness. Comedian yeah, Eric Navarro is here. Oh, comedian, writer, uh, hairstyle model. That's a real thing. <laughs> that you did are, happen once. Yeah, yeah. he is really? a hairstyle model. Yeah. yeah. You a model. So, yeah, the uh, I was getting a haircut from Sunny, the comic you guys probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she uh, she was cutting my hair, and another comic named Daphne just took a picture. And then Sunny put it on Instagram, and some random like product company was like, can I use this for our modeling campaign? Holy shit. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Damn, I, I got 2,000 posts on Instagram and never got one offer. <laughs> uh, I have eight posts on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ugly. Damn. Oh, <laughs> Alan, see, actually, you know what? Let's no, Let's get into it. You're an attractive comic. That's a, wow. that's a rare thing wow. in comedy. And you have style, wow. which is extremely, and social Forward skills. On. That's wow. weird so, as shit. That's a good compliment. Mm. Social yeah. skills. Are you single, you, I mean, because I am. So I think we're the only two single ones in this room <laughs> no but for real like it's usually like comics who are like that and you know how to market is they're not funny mm-hmm. <laughs> usually you get one side or the other one or the other actually mm-hmm. everybody in this room is pretty good at that i'm only saying that because they can see me right um. <laughs> because they're in this room yeah but yeah. I say that all the time. Like I'm very, I'm sexy and funny. <laughs> all the time. I'm very. No, I'm, no I'm he's, he's not joking. And that's why it surprised me when you said the social skill thing. Because I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I have social skills. I, I, I'm not. I'm a little. I'm not too sure. I'm not too Ooh, sure. Sometimes. How about this? This I. I think I relate so, to you on. This he looks shocked right now. I don't Wait, know. I don't have social skills. I feel like sometimes you, you can be a little more abrasive than you realize. Abrasive, like honest. You, exactly. Oh, see, I got a thing though. I don't sugarcoat my honesty for, because your lack of self-esteem. I'm not doing that. That is a beautiful sentence for by the anybody. Way. Like, yeah. if you can't handle my confidence. You shouldn't be around me. Yeah, I just feel like there could be a little bit more grace sometimes. Hey, well, that's that's actually interesting because <laughs> I bet you. Okay, so I, Alan, I've known you mostly through social media. I mm-hmm. see you every once in a while at shows, right. but like, you have you come across as very socially skilled, right? But I, I'm guessing you and Kirk are friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's why he that. thinks you're you have no yeah, social yeah. skills <laughs> because you probably like for me personally when I project myself out there mm-hmm. I can come across pretty socially like apt. But then all my friends hate my fucking guts because I'm annoying as shit in uh, real life. Right? Is that you? No, no. In real life, I'm super chill. Like, Wait. like I'm super chill. I'd like, say, I'd say, sh- yeah, I'd say you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty chill. You're pretty I'm chill. I'm yeah. not like super over top like Eric is. <laughs> I'm a bit this, extra. This is a this is a weird turn the podcast taken. I can't tell if it's compliments or insults we're throwing all over the place. No, I'm just it's saying it's honesty, and that's it's what I honesty. Like. Oh man, see, it's a- okay. Even if it's a even if it's a compliment or insult, as long as it's honest, it doesn't matter what it is. We go. Let's uh, let's just let's compliment each other real quick. Let's get let's get a good basis for this beginning of the episode. And all <laughs> too rough, too rough Eric, Eric, you got a uh, you got a nice shirt on. You got a nice facial hair as established with the hair and all that stuff. Everything's looking real good right now. Oh, thank you. This shirt's yeah. fucking fading. <laughs> yeah, it really is. My eight dollar no. shirt. That's like, <laughs> uh, Alan, it's you, good. That's a goodwill. Yeah. I shop at goodwill. I know a good when I see it. That's a oh shit. Yeah. 
Listen, uh, I'll compliment myself. My chair almost cracked just now. I almost was that your chair? I almost fell a chair, but with my agility and self-confidence, breaks, I was able man. to break I was going to say, you look agile. I am very yeah. agile. Okay, yes, cool. very, the, that chair just breaks. You'll just be still sitting there with your yeah, no, no. Honestly, I was doing it because I was working my legs the other day. You know how I get down. And like I was like I was in a grocery store looking at chips and I squatted down. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna hold it. And I looked at those pretzels for like a good like thirty seconds. For that was real? nice. Yeah. Did you buy them? No. It was just for anyone that happened to be in that aisle, like, hey, recognize it. This Kirk right there for you yeah, right man. there. And Alan, you, 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 you're, you what? You're tall. You got. You may have a garbage shirt and all that stuff. That's <laughs> a, a garbage joke. shirt? That's a joke. That's the first thing because I came the here first, and complimented Thank you. Yeah, when Kirk walked in the building, he goes, that's a great shirt, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a nice shirt. I like the, the shade of yellow on it. You think? I have two shirts the exact same color. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. uh, cool. Yeah. But, yeah. Right, now we done with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's insult each other again. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good, man. So we got, we got guests. We're here. We have an agenda we're going to talk about, but... Uh, for the most part, you know, we, 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 we yeah, we got in general. Yep, we way. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a timeline and all that. I stuff, got the huh? Instagram message. Do, do you do you do you did you watch WrestleMania this Sunday? Oh yeah, I uh, uh, I was uh, at our our boy Manny Manny ooh, and Youngblood falls count Manny, anywhere people. Yeah, kill me man. kill me now. Oh my god! So Alan, he's a he's a, he's a, he doesn't like the wrestling so much. Um, he, we we chatted about it a little bit on on Sunday. It's not his thing, but which is all right. That's, yeah, that's I'm fine. an adult. I don't that's really not, like. Here's the thing: right I don't necessarily right. enjoy watching the final product of wrestling. I love the concepts of kayfabe. Yeah, where like we have to pretend like it's we're we're natural, or they have to pretend like it's natural, and so does the audience. That's so much like comedy to me, where we have to go out there, and even though the audience knows we've rehearsed this a thousand times, it's almost like we have to go, hey, we're having a, a conversation with you all that's coming off the top of our head. Yeah. We know that's bullshit, and they know it's bullshit, but we all buy into it. And if you're good enough, there's a suspension of disbelief, just like in a movie or wrestling. Exactly. And so it like relates to it a lot, and I love the crowd. Tell me another form of art or entertainment other than comedy where the crowd is that much more influential on the art itself. Battle rap. Battle okay, battle rap, comedy, and wrestling. Maybe that's his way in. Do you like that's, battle rap? I think the way how I kind of like I don't try really to get fuck in. Battle rap like that. It, he's not a very for real, for real. Like, I, like smack DVDs and like all the. Wow, you're coming at smack. Not smack. Twenty two. Come not, on, like, man. Like, like, like yeah, those, like those smack DVDs yeah, where they don't. The URL. I don't. URL is not my thing. Yeah, shout like, out to you KOTD. go on my. You go on my YouTube history. You will not see URL. Wow. Man. Or that's, wrestle wrestling shit. That, that's fine. That's fine, man. I just don't get the 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 angst. I grew up. I remember when I was a kid, I loved wrestling. I loved it. And then you met girls. Yeah. No, that's like, uh, me too. It, it's, <laughs> Done. Like, yeah. it's like, that's not real. It's fake. Yeah. It's a fake sport. Imagine if football was planned out. It would be terrible. Nobody will watch it. I wouldn't. I feel like there's some little rumors about it's, some little, you know. No, there's rumors. Rumors. We all know for a uh, Stone Cold fact that this is fake, which makes it a better, Stone Cold Steve Austin fact. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> yeah, that's nobody, gets nobody mad, takes my whenever we this know the second we, time because he talks about wrestling in ways that like it's like oh clearly he doesn't know his stuff. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, stuff. Like, oh, and whenever we call him out on, he's like, "How dare you yeah. insult my intelligence?" I made a, Bre- a Bret Hart sharpshooter joke. And he was like, "Was it on purpose?" I don't know. I was yes, like, wow, I know what I was a doing. Good coincidence, yeah, man. That was, I know what I'm very doing. impressive. Very impressive, man. Out to lunch, yeah, man. No, I hear you with that in terms of like the audience being a part of it and just kind of recognizing like oh we're supposed to kind of play this role i like that i like the idea that we're going into it knowing as an adult wrestling watchers knowing it and still kind of spending our belief for it i think it's kind of cool 
honestly, I really love the parts where you can tell where they're figuring shit out during the match. Oh, like yeah. the headlocks where the ref is like, break it up, and they're really going like, all right, we're going to play in our next spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I really do like that a lot. You know, the referees, they're the ones that call the whole match, on. Really? Yeah, yeah that, I don't know if you know that part. It's like the referees are like the master of it all. They're the ones just that like, they write, do they write the script? <laughs> no, a lot of times it's the producers, but a lot of times they'll be the ones that kind of like, uh, they're the moderators almost. Like they keep it going mm-hmm. and let you know like, oh, okay, well that person's over there. You know, are you going to blade right there? Hey, get to the ropes right there. Would you, be, would you be one of those referees? I would love to be a referee. I always thought that would be a dream job. Obviously, I'm not sign, very like, Sign up. Sign up. I don't see the sign up list anymore. The open but. mics. You go to the <laughs> shitty open mic version of wrestling. To like ref- that would be just sit here. Sit here, Kirk. That chair is about to fall. I want to rewind real quick. When, when Alan here. casually said, "Oh yeah, Kirk, that chair breaks." What a great host, but also broke as shit. Where he's like, you invite somebody over, and you're like, "By the way, the chair breaks." True story Damn. about this chair. It was here when I moved in. <laughs> it was in the, uh, the back back porch. I believe that that is a true story. No, it's a fact. I, I completely believe that. I'm that's sorry how, to that's how cheap of the I chair, am. man. That's a, you know, it was a good chair. We've been using it for like a year or so. You're too heavy. Yeah, that's a that's the thing, man. I'm not very physically apt, and sir. Like people don't. I remember when I was a kid in fourth grade, I dressed up as Stone Cold Steve Austin for Halloween, and this little woman, <laughs> this like elderly lady, she's like, "Oh, who are you supposed to be?" I'm like, "I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin," and she was like, "Oh, you're too much of a string bean to be a wrestler." So, so like, you gave her the stunner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking cracked a beer on her head. <laughs> I took all the Kit Kats. Um, yeah. Stomach. yeah, Medicaid <laughs> took care of it. Um, but <laughs> no, she. Uh, but after that, though, I was like, oh, well, I probably can't be a wrestler, but referees, though. Although a lot of them, their whole thing is being a wrestler beforehand, and then they just go segue into like being a referee. But there's some of them are just straight. Oh, so referee. they're all felons? No, why would they be felons? You say arrested beforehand? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> like they beforehand they used to be wrestlers. Oh, I thought you said arrested beforehand. No, man, these these mics on. I, I thought we were these mics on sort of. So thing? like the Undertaker can be like a fucking ref next week. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, well, they have guest referees and all that stuff, man. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of nuts. Like then you have a dead referee, <laughs> the dead man. Sure, he took sure, twenty man. minutes to make that count. <laughs> I think I watch. I watch that. <laughs> so I did. I did see though. At the, the, the black guy one. You know, Kofi I did Kingston. That. Why was that not more of a big deal? For real. A, I had this conversation today. Deal, well, it's man. because your timeline's racist. It was all over my feed. I don't even watch wrestling. Yeah. So oh, it was man. a big deal, man. Yeah. No, man. Like people. <laughs> my timeline is white people <laughs> complaining that there isn't enough black representation. That's yeah. my timeline. Uh, yeah. instead, of, instead of being more friends with black people on Facebook, they just complained about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, Why can't exactly there be more right. of them around? Where do we go for these? And they always say them and these. Yeah, those are the preferred pronouns. Where if we go for these? Be better. Okay. Where's a Daryl? Where's a Daryl? Where's a Daryl? So yeah, this guy's name is his name was Kofi. Kofi Kingston. His old gimmick. We briefly spoke on it before. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to. He was supposed to be Jamaican. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he's supposed uh, to be. Jamaican. He had an accent. And everything. Then like he kind of just cut that out <laughs> midway through his career. Um, his whole narrative is that he's been the company for about eleven years or so. Fan favorite. The people love him. And for the first time, he was given a WWE title match on the grandest stage of them all. And he conquered it. He won Stoke. the title. It was emotional. It was that was got, really cool. Yeah, yeah. The, the fans went crazy about it. Uh, you know which one I love the most when the Iconics won right before that. Oh, okay. I, Iconics, their tag team from Australia. You got to see them. They're great. Um, but no one was expecting them to win, and that was also there are two people that went to high school together and then made their way up to the WWE. That is, dude, that's a great story. It's yeah. like somebody wrote it. <laughs> God, that one's pretty funny. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> Oh, that one's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I'm, man, glad, I'm glad to see them finally. Listen, you know, is this the first black person? 
Well, uh, not, not counting the, first, the Rock. No. Well, yeah. the, the, the Rock. Well, Farouk, he was one as well. Farouk, Farouk was a champion. Farouk? Yeah, he not. I don't know if it was in oh. WWE. I believe it was in uh, WCW. He was the and first. Booker African T. American. That don't WCW. count. WWEF. No, no. WCW w- was a very like a known program. Like that was. It just happened to like they merged. I know what WWE. that is. Again, I forget. But, a year before yeah, I was, that was back when I was into it. Yeah, WCW, ECW, all that stuff. Mm. But like WWEF, Vince and them. Yeah. Vince, this is the you had the Rock and then you had Kofi's the second one. Uh, you've had Booker T. Um, okay, you've had okay. um, the Rock. He's half black, half Samoan. I believe that, worked, that, that counts. Um, and I, there must be others. They've had ECW champions when they merged. So, like, so this, my, my thing is they my thing is they so they choose who wins each year. Is what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a big thing. That's yeah, so it's still a, it's like you have to okay think about this. So what I'm what I'm saying is mm-hmm. all these times. So like, I I see everybody my time like oh my god it's a black person winning. I'm like wow they finally wrote the black person when they could have just did that's this. the importance this, of it. Alan Alan I got I got an analogy that I think he'll agree with. Okay, so you uh, you won the Magoobies right. new comic of the year right? You get yeah, a bunch yeah. of club time. You get some payday. You get all sorts of shit. You got prestige that's right? Club time. That's you. <laughs> that's you baby. Oh that's right. Um, and uh, we should oh, talk about that off air. I want to hear that. Um, but like, um, let's say, uh, but but who you you killed in front of the crowd? But who decided that you would win? The crowd or the owner of the club? The crowd. Who decided that you really won the club or the owner or the owner of the club or the crowd? Easily the crowd. Right, okay, you because know what? Then we the can crowd, still make this happen. If the crowd, listen, Eric, right. Eric. It still works, by listen, the way. Listen, I win. Listen, I already won. <laughs> you didn't win my goobies. We but, oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. I did lose that competition. Well, I'm there this weekend, so I won a third of it. <laughs> I won a third of what you got. I get where you're going for with it, though, and I feel like, well, say if it is the crowd. In a way, it's kind of like the, the WWE that's the crowd. The crowd informs Vince McMahon of who they want to win the title. Yeah. So the crowd informs Mr. Andrew Unger who right. they want to win the title, Alan Massenburg. Right. So and, and you are also the second black champion of that contest. Right. So how you're long? Kofi Kingston. Uh, <laughs> how long has that been going uh, on that contest? Uh, it's been going on at least, Ten. I know, seven years at the, I think seven or eight years at the recent place, but then they had ones from years before, but they okay. don't have the pictures up. Oh, okay. Uh, That's why, actually, if we're brothers going into comedy politics, and we can cut those out if you need to, um, there's a lot of female comics who are pissed that no female comics have won that. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with a female comic who won it before it switched to that location. Uh-huh. So her picture's not up, but she won it. Uh-huh. And so her response is like, what the fuck? A woman did win that. Can you give me some credit? Like, why are you complaining? If they give her the credit. They got to give everybody else the credit, too, that was yeah. there before. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, That it's, seems doable. Yeah. That's the, and, and, and you know what? Getting a like and to be fair, three, the three headshots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang on three headshots and you're good. Yeah. And, like, uh, no, we're not at, paying for those frames. We're not paying for the frames. At the um, Phillies competition. Yeah. The last two years, actually, a woman won the last two years. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good to see that that way. Yeah, that's what's so interesting about, like, just the way the comedy scenes are going is that just, like, you're seeing so many more different people. And, like, I want to clarify, as a straight white man, man who should totally here. speak on all of those topics, <laughs> um, it's just, it's nice to see that, even though, like, I recognize, like, there are limited spots. And so it's just really cool to see that, like, people are given, I don't think anybody's, Anybody who's earned something at that level, I don't think is is bullshit. I don't right. think that's uh, forced. I think it's cool that more people are getting chances, and then the cream of the crop gets to rise, which is a really cool thing to see in comedy. Right. Yeah. That is cool. It's one of the rare meritocracies, I feel like, in art. Yeah, you know, actually, I have no idea what the fuck that means. I was about to say, that's what I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's basically you, are, you actually, the things you get are usually what's earned, as opposed to say, like, I played music for, for years and years and years. Right. The most important thing in music is having a singer who 
who's attractive and promo shots that make you look like you're supposed to look for the type of music you play. Oh. So the fact that that is so much more important than the actual music, coming into comedy and being like, oh, you don't just get to be attractive and everybody gives you shit. Yeah. That's, in fact, attractiveness is like, yes, exactly. Yeah, You would know, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's harder being looking as good. Bro, <laughs> no. I'm trying to say women, look up. I'm up here. Like, Damn. I hate that shit, man. I always feel like I'm uh, you know, somewhat a conventionally uh, attractive comic, uh, but I feel like I'm being uh, outshined in a way. Like I feel like I'm not in the realm of like uh, Alan and uh, Eric right So this now. is the difference between me well, and Well, I was Eric. ugly last year. Look, he's a single man out here on the on the prowl. On the prowl. Okay? That's true. That's yeah, why got... he looks the way he has to keep up a certain look. Yeah. Me too. You're married. You got... I don't need to do any of this Yeah, stuff, you're good. Yeah. You don't got to shave, yeah. cut oh, your hair. So nice. You don't have to worry about I'm it. Not, we, my we... socks are not matching my pants right now. Yeah. See, my socks aren't matching each other right now. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Damn. <laughs> Two different type of dress socks. Yep. <laughs> That's what we have. That's I, look. That's actually my way of like showing women. Look, I can afford two pairs of dresses. <laughs> There's no way you think I only have one. Both from the goodwill. Well, yes. <laughs> you two, you got to go on and prowl. You got to, you, know, you got to, you know, chop some women together. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of things in common. Yes. We're both uh, single fathers, and we do comedy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're a father. I am a father. Yeah. Oh uh, wow. This guy never remembers that I'm a father. He walks past this, my kids. This, this, <laughs> he always says he's a father. Like he always has kids in here. I don't. I don't. He always him. has I kids. <laughs> this fucking guy always has kids. The children's yeah. room. We're recording right now. That's like, yeah, he, he commits. That's the one thing I'll say. <laughs> about he, commits he commits to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really commits. I've been doing, I got this great. I'm a dad. I'm a single dad joke. So I got to get married, have a kid, and break up. Like <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do it. That's the way you go. You how do you get a lot of your material from your from your daughter? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Here's what I've found. Um, because I'm not so Alan. I know you tell a lot of like story. You're very good at sto- telling stories. I'm not. I'm definitely a setup punchline tag kind of right. guy. So like, what happens with me is that like I'll get. I can't do setup punchline tag about my kid for for more than like a minute before the crowd kind of just goes. All right, we get what's right, happening here. Right. If I have like a great story about her, like I've had some bits about her that did okay, but like it doesn't really like. There's lots of material. But I really can't deliver it the way I deliver jokes in that you way. Just don't seem con- you're just not confident in it. That's, exa- oh, that's a that's very all. good point. You, just, you said, I can't tell that story that happened in my real life. That's what I just heard. I, I know. Well, that's, that's insane. A, and that, you can. <laughs> I know I can. It won't get as many laughs. That's the, that's the, you're lying to yourself. Well, so here's the thing, though, Alan. Here's a big difference between you and I. I'm listening. We both have very different types of charisma. Mm-hmm. I can come out and be – this is why I love – partially why I love some of the wrestling stuff – if I come out and I am nice and friendly to the crowd, mm-hmm. they don't laugh. Right. They see me as weak as fuck. Mm-hmm. Crowds look at me. That's why my the the biggest probably the biggest change in my entire like comedy stuff was when I realized I need to address the fact that I look like I have a punchable face and I look like an asshole and that right. some people in the crowd hate me just from looking at me. Right. When I started identifying that as an opener or close to my opener, changed everything. Right. I would get crowds on my side like that because like, yes, that is why I hate you. All right, now we're on the same team. Right. You come out and you're like a lot of storytellers and you're just you you you're very funny, you're very charismatic, and when you're happy and smiling and telling a fun, funny story and getting into it, I as an audience member go, I like this guy. I wish he was my friend, I would follow him. For me, it's more like they're like, Oh, cool, he's a guy who's in our house for a minute. Yeah. And I hope this asshole make this asshole is going to make me laugh by being an asshole. But I hope he leaves right afterwards. You feel that way. You feel they don't want you there for a long time. I feel like after if I'm done telling jokes, I feel like they're just like, all right, oh. like yeah. I don't think they like me as a person. I think they like me as a comic. They don't like you as a person because they don't know you. Ooh, 
<laughs> this is a long you're conversation. Gonna, you're going to sit here and tell me that you're, you're, these audience members don't want to hear about a, a single white man raising a daughter? Are you fucking kidding me? I am because you're too happy about it. No. I am telling you, dude. No, no, you can't tell me. I do it every night. It's because I, I'm telling you. It's because I look like a fucking piece of shit. Say that, like you say that. You go on stage and you say, "I like a piece of shit." And I got a daughter that I raised. That's hilarious. <laughs> that well, that it does get those do get laughs. And you tell story the other day. This is what we did. They want to hear what, what did they do? Because he's fucking crazy. They want to hear. What are you talking I, about? I, I, Set up punchline, joke my ass. Tell the stories <laughs> about your life. Yeah. Why, why? I am in set up punchline. Ta- I'm, 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 <laughs> listen, no, listen. I said the other day on Facebook. I put a post. Up, I said yeah. I live what I comedy about. You yeah. hear a rapper say, I mean, I live what I rap about. Yeah. No, I live what I comedy about. I mean, I talk about my real life. I just tell stories about my life. It's easy. Yeah, I should I clarify. I do too. But when I do them, in, if I tell the same story in story form, because story, and correct me if I'm wrong, but stories, it's very much, you need them on board with your premise to get them to laugh at what you have to say, right? Yeah, I think, I think premise is like yeah. very key. Like my first sentence or two is like. Yes. So it, that's more premise. important than the how you exactly word the punchline is how you get, get it set up. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the way I... I've I've learned a lot about myself and how people perceive me from comedy, and it's funny because I look back at my life and I go, oh, that's why I had that interaction, uh. because this is how people see me. The majority mm-hmm. of people see me a certain way. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people who are just on board. I could tell stories. I've done, like, nerdy, like, I've done video game conventions before yeah. and crushed with – I could have said anything. Yeah. They see me as their people. The average club crowd does not see me as their people, and they don't see me as someone they want as their people. But that's okay because I'm still making them laugh. So if I'm telling them the same exact story of what my day was, it needs to be, for me, honestly, in my opinion – and I'm sure as I get better as a storyteller, right. this will be easier. But for right now, the way it works is if, if say, I would have – I could tell a two-minute story where – hell, it's Fuck it. Same amount of time. Say one minute of bits, one minute of story, right. same concept. If I come out and I go, hey, here's what happened the other day. So I did this and then they did this and then they said this and then I said this. It doesn't work as well for me as if I come out and I structure it very much like – so anyway, I, I was you know with my daughter the other day right. and then we did this. And then I go punchline and then tag and then the stuff. So it's the story, but it's directly written. It's just reformatted. It's like I'm not writing a movie. I'm writing, I don't know, a sitcom. Like it's just the same concept. Do you feel like it's like like an attention span thing as well in terms like getting right to the punchline? Possibly. It might be a thing where I don't think they want to listen to me that much. I'm learning about how little I think of myself right now. How much of this do you you feel like it's just on you versus validation from other people that they really perceive you this way? Because I don't think that's because I didn't know this until I started doing comedy. And that's the vibe. But here's the other thing that I'm kind of learning as we're talking about Mm -hmm. this. Um, which I, I'm very much appreciative yeah, yeah. that we're talking about this for so long. It's actually helping yeah, me a lot. Let's talk, bro. Where um, you guys are so sick of talking to each other. You're the married couple who's this. like, just no, come over. Come we don't in. care if you're yeah. a mess. Just get over <laughs> here. We're so done. We've, We've heard each other's stories. Doing a three-way. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what it is. You guys, you know what? That's why you're both sitting on a bed right now. You're, like, <laughs> you're like, why don't you? Is this chair bro- broken? Quote unquote. Too broken. That's why my shirt's bad. You're like, get that shirt off. It's faded. But yeah, like, so, well, I, th- I think it's part of it, I think, is because of how people perceive me. And that's been my whole life. So I think that's that's like a valid thing. But I think it's also because when I started out, I wanted to be a storyteller comic. And I sucked at comedy because you start and you suck. I think 
it's possible that the first two and a half years where I was still kind of figuring out at least the vibe of what I wanted to do or what I was good at, that I was trying things that who knows, maybe now if I went and told the same two minute story from that didn't work two years ago, but if I refined it with what I can do now, what you learn now, like from yeah. all your experience. Cause that's actually a good point. Cause I did my first like story. Um, I've been doing it recently about a horrible breakup that I had. Mm. And it's like, maybe it's only maybe two minutes long, but it's the longest single idea right. joke. like joke in any of my and i do like 25 minutes exactly. like yeah uh-huh. uh, stories i find for me um people like my time like yeah. i can just like dude, if i got 10 minutes it's not that many different stories you know what yeah. i mean but like if i'm doing like quick hitters man i got a fucking 25 different <laughs> but i'm telling stories man i'm five six and then I'm, I'm i'm good you know what i mean huh so yep. it's yeah then and and I, and I i find it very easy to like People say, well, they're longer, so it's hard to remember it. Well, not if it's a, just a true story. Like, I just got to remember where I put the joke. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm telling a story. It's like, just easy. I, I, just, I don't know. I just feel like for me, it's just easier just to, I don't know, just to tell, tell stories. I can do set up, punchline, joke, but I feel like yeah. I'm limited in myself. Did like, you, and, I mean, question for everybody because we're, <laughs> we're, we're debating this right now. I keep directing at you. But like, um, I was about to say the finger pointed directly at Alan. <laughs> yeah, <so>. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you all have friends who like actually listened to you? Like your friend groups? Because me and my friends, we always were cutting each other off. And it was like, if you didn't get it out in one sentence, you're no. gone. Your no. moment to talk. I, didn't, no, have I, didn't, I didn't have that. Yeah, oh, okay. no, I, I, was, I think I was pretty much like the, the talker. Like, it, uh, okay. Yeah. I think I grew up in like a New York City like mm-hmm. comedy club basement. Like that's uh. how everybody <laughs> acted. It was like, oh, you didn't get it out in two sentences? You're fucking done. Yeah, that, always, that was actually a pet peeve of mine growing up. It still is where yeah. it's like. I feel like there's a lot of times I'll interact with people, people that I consider like friends too, where it's just like, oh, they're just gonna cut me off. I don't, I don't have the energy to like, to like try to pepper stuff in. It's just like, all right, if if there's no space for it, then they'll hear it when they hear it, sort of thing. I never had that issue as a kid. Yeah. Okay. That's probably where it comes from too. You felt like all your friends were like that. Oh yeah, it was that certain. And I was in bands too. Oh, we don't listen to each other. Oh. Like band band people are so, and maybe not all, but so attention seeking. Oh. The, the audience yeah. is listening to you though. You can slow down. And that is true. That's a very good point. I okay. So that's the other thing in my life that we're like when we were joking about like attractiveness and stuff. Yeah. I think I'm mildly attractive, but la- as of a year ago, I was not. So what happened in the last year that made you, you compute? Uh, uh, I got a haircut. Oh, what happened was oh, I got I divorced. Divorce. I got um. But yeah, this is me is about two years ago, about thirty pounds heavier with my old haircut oh, and no beard. Wow, yeah, that does look a little for bit the different. listeners. Even look like you. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. That's that's who walked around for thirty two years. <laughs> I'm not used to playing with a lead. I'm used to being the underdog and having to carve my own little thing yeah, out. You're, you're like a chicken uh-huh. just bought a new ass. <laughs> that is exactly what you I that am. new I'm ass swag. Who <laughs> I do have that new ass swag. Yeah. I don't have big dick energy. I got new ass you got swag. new ass swag. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's what you got. I like that's that. Wild, man. I like that's that's that. very dope, man. That's You got a divorce. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that part's dope. Oh, it's that. great. I was about to say, you yeah, seem pretty happy and all that oh, stuff. Oh, I'm so... Man. That's what... Uh, you guys know Fez Grimes? Yeah, I love Fez so much. And I knew him from Baltimore. Like, I'd known him from forever. But like... um. He uh, he told me one time he saw me like right after I got divorced. I'm doing all his divorce jokes, and he goes, he goes, those are much funnier than that crowd gave you. And I was like, oh, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. And he goes, here's the, why they didn't laugh as much. He goes, you were talking about depressing subjects like you just won the lottery. <laughs> he was like, you were so happy to talk about your horrible marriage and divorce that uh, yeah. people in the crowd were probably like. 
uh, this is weird to me. I don't know if I'm supposed yeah, yeah. to laugh. Am I allowed to laugh at that? But right. yeah, I'm very happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so it was because you're like a young person. If you don't mind asking, when did you get married? Uh, we got together at 19, got married at 25, had a kid at 29, and then divorced at 32. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, so your kid's young. Oh, yeah. She's, she just turned four. She's oh, adorable. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's pretty that's cute, cool. Man. Yeah. Kurt's going to have some kids soon too. Right? Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. That's I'm, uh, that's right. I'm the only non-father here that I know of, sort of thing. There's On the a, mic. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that we know of. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Do you uh, I, do you find that like you know now that you're you're in the situation you're single and all that stuff like how has it uh, shifted your comedy? Completely. It's like I've actually I haven't experienced anything new since I was like 19. Right. So like the amount of jokes that I have just from like because everything um, and I appreciate we said earlier, Alan, we're about like just appreciate on a comedy level where it's like you you need to be honest. Tell your true stories. Everything. The amount of times I've had somebody come up to me after a show and go like, hey, that was really funny. Where'd you come up with that? I'm like, nope, just happened. I'm sure every comic has that. And they're like, what? I didn't believe that for a second. I was like, yeah, it fucking like shit happens. And so like, um, which is a bummer because I think a lot of people are really cynical about comedy. They think everything's bullshit and like whatever. But um, they – but so with with that, like I've been writing so much about like I'll just – say date somebody or be seeing people or just being single or or you know what fuck even the single stuff like going out and being on my own and actually doing things without right. somebody else there has opened up to so many new experiences i would say this is half because it was my third year in comedy and half because i got the divorce right at the start of my third year of comedy right. 75 80 percent of my like club shit is completely from the last year Good. just nice. completely different yeah Good. I, th- I think that I think that's twofold. I think one is just being comic, being in comedy is like okay. Now you're understanding how you're supposed to take your experiences and make them funny. And I also think that now that you are divorced, you're happy and you can fully observe everything. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Like it's not like you wasn't living funny. You was living a lot of funny shit back then. But, but it was probably, a limited view. <clears throat> but yeah. I, but probably even if not now, in the future, I guarantee you'll look back in the last. Uh, ten years and you get a bunch of funny shit. Oh yeah, because now you you can open your eyes open, you can look and see. I'm not looking at it from a perspective of I'm trapped in this marriage. Yeah, the perspective is holy. Sh- yeah, I've been. I never told two jokes I never told before, or two stories or whatever um, that I never told before were about um, the time my ex stabbed me with a mm-hmm. fork oh. and a time where she threatened to kill my cat. Oh. And so like I've never brought those up because I was still like married yeah. to this person. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, oh, it's hilarious now. I would tell, I tried the stabbing joke before, but crowds were like, they didn't think it was funny at all. So Because they were like, what the fuck? Why are you still with this person? It didn't ma- make sense. Why did you get stabbed, man? Um, I told <laughs> I, I like to know these I things. told her she, I told I forget exactly if it was because she threatened to throw herself off a balcony or she chucked a laptop at me I forget which issue it was but uh, or which time it was, was but she um Latino? no but I would you know what <laughs> he's like should I <laughs> no it's just really funny that I'm just like now that I'm meeting people I've met certain people and that rings true a little bit um, hey the stereotypes can come out of nowhere I don't know what to tell you <laughs> uh, but like um uh, yeah, so like, um, oh, it was, uh, but what she did or said something, and uh, that was like completely insane. And I said, You're acting crazy right now. She showed me who was crazy. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Stick a fork in them. Yep. Damn, He's that's wild, man. <laughs> that's actually what, by the way, that's what I should have said. I was like, I'm done. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I never been uh, stabbed with a with any sort of item before. Has you ever had this issue with a with a female? Yeah, or I guess I would not. 
You gotta start. Damn, man! Everyone's getting stabbed. What? You never, listen. You, should we just switch skin colors? <laughs> should, we just, should we just do yeah. that? You know the old trope. You know, half black, half Indian people getting stabbed up. Always. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, man, I got, I got, I got stabbed. I think I told you a story about Valentine's Day. I did, oh I did yeah, some you did. Shit on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, no, you may have deserved that one. I, you, I did. You, I, yeah, that's that's the homie to this day. She stabbed yeah. me, but we still cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> like it's you know what it happens. Still on cool. good grounds. Still, huh? still on good grounds. Oh yeah, no, we're great co-parents. All we right, like cool. we yeah, we're good. That's cool, man. That's cool. Man. We um our our moderator or whatever mediator for like divorce yeah, yeah. literally told us we were the most like calm, like easy couple to deal with. Oh, cool. and it's because we just wanted it so bad. We were right. just we were working it's towards a common bad. goal. So yeah. when you guys broke up, was there any like? After breakup sex. Oh, hell no. Just like, no, I'm done with you. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I even had, um, uh, I was seeing, I forget who it was. I was, after the, the breakup, player, I was, player. you know, I was going out, whatever. <laughs> but somebody I was seeing after the breakup <clears throat> had even made a comment, like, because I was seeing people before I moved out. Like, we got officially separated, mm-hmm. and I had to wait till a place was available. And so, like, somebody I was seeing at that point was like, oh, you're moving out. Like, legit was like, are you? Just, just be honest. It's okay if you are. Are you gonna sleep? Are you guys gonna like fuck one more right, time? Right. And I was like, no. I was like, that is the last person you should be worried about. Yeah. It's like your friend Sarah. <laughs> you should, <laughs> the other you should watch out for. <laughs> but not my ex-wife. No. Yeah. Why? Why did you ask that? Like, did you? I've never even un- got grasped that concept with any breakup. If I'm done with somebody, I'm fucking done. No, I'm not I mean, interested I've, at all. I've asked that. We look alike. But um, <laughs> wait, you asked that? Yeah, we that's do. A, that's hilarious. I was doing a recap. I'm like, damn, did I ask? That? Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I said that. Even saying that in my head, it's still you asking. That. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know because I've broken up with yeah. um, with people before and they just kept having sex with them. You know, so I was I was just interested huh. to see, especially because you have a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like you got to deal with the person. It's we, not like yeah. you're just not talking to them ever again. Yeah, like most breakups, just like man, fuck you, block you on Instagram, and I'm out. But like somebody that you have a kid with, like. I mean, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Last breakup I had, I blocked her on Instagram, then unblocked her and blocked her and unblocked her. I can't. That was good pussy. I cannot <laughs> do. I can't help. I can't help that, like, at all. Like, how weird is that? I don't block anybody yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, I need to just do that. Unless they're, like, super trolling and messing yeah. me. But, like, I want you to see everything I'm doing. I want you to see all the shows I'm mm-hmm. on. I want you to see everything. Take, what get made a load you want to block the person? Be- because I didn't want to see all their life. Uh, <laughs> like, but that's what's so funny is when you just said that, I never thought of it from that way. That is another huge difference in you and I, where you seem to be comfortable playing with a lead. I'm comfortable playing from behind. My thought is, hey, don't get hurt by this other person's awesome life. Meanwhile, I'm living a pretty good life, too. I never thought about it from that perspective of, like, I don't even think other people, any of my exes, I don't ever think that they – like, anytime somebody's told me they were jealous or they feel sad or they were hurt, like, after the fact, in my head, for whatever reason, I'm blown away by that. Because I'm like, I thought the second we stopped talking, I was gone from your memory forever. No, yeah, like, yeah. it's a weird, like, it's I've a, always gone through that. It sounds like you have a little bit of the, the ugly duck syndrome. I think I do. There are a lot of times where people, like, they, they grow up, like, they don't think they're attractive, then they grow into their looks, but well, they still have the complex of You saw his isn't. picture. He wasn't attractive. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> you know how many girls, I'm, I'm, I've had this conversation on dates before, and I show them that picture, and the amount of times they're like... No, it's fine. But like, no, I love this honesty. Where right. it's like, yeah, no, you didn't look good. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I, I have a little bit of that as well. Because there's like parts of me where it's like when someone will say like, oh, like that person is attractive or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't expect that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, you get to like live it out though. Yes. Oh yeah, because you have yeah, because you uh, settled. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She settled. She's no. Well, it is like uh, you're actually cool as shit though. Like that's, that's why like. 
you like kind of define cool in like because when I met you. I saw you on stage and I was like, he's so fucking relaxed. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, duck that's, on water. This guy here, duck yeah. on water. Yeah, holy it's, it's cow. the melatonin. That's uh, that's uh, what's getting me going for that. I really? Try, yeah, I try. I try to be cool and all that stuff. It's also just a lack of energy. Like it's also <laughs> like he's just, just tired. That's it, it just may be yeah. like a vitamin D deficiency. That's it. Anytime you see a cool person, they're just lacking vitamin B and vitamin D. They need multivitamins. <laughs> that's what it is with me, man. He's super chill. Get him an IV. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I have this Red Bull, man. I'm always like, oh, I got to try Hyper Up because I've seen you on stage. I'm like, oh, you get pretty hype and all that stuff in real life. And I don't too. mean to. Yeah, I'm fucking. Which out is of cool. Control. It's always interesting to see like that split sort of thing. Like, you don't really get like hype. You're pretty chill, but you can get hype. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember the last time I raised my voice. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't think your voice raises. So I don't funny. think. It, yeah, I think it goes like up to like a 60 and that's it. I think your voice has a black father. Just raise it. That as your father raised you, right? Yeah. Damn. Why? You're supposed to say damn like it's a bad thing. No, I was about to say <laughs> Damn. He got a good one. Oh. My, my, my father, he was he was uh he wasn't in the building, but he was uh, in around the building. He was in the, the area code. Oh, so you live around your neighborhood, so you can yeah, go see yeah, whatever yeah, you like, want. Like, yeah, like I get him a call. He was in the in the neighboring zip code. So you're good, yeah. My, yeah I didn't live with my, like at first I lived live with my mom, and then I moved with my dad and shit, but yeah, I mean he's been around oh, all yeah. the time. I wonder if people could tell that a lot of times. I'm like, oh man, who who had a dad growing up? I don't know, but you can tell I didn't have a mom. You look, oh. to, you look to the chicks I talk to. Oh, well. like, you ain't had no mom in your life. Man. You know, <laughs> really? <laughs> my mom, she moved to Georgia when I was 12. Right. So like, I, when I started getting into chicks and like doing the emotional, I didn't have it. It was just my dad. And like, go ahead, do whatever you want. Like, it was not like a, <laughs> hey son, a- come here, let me love you. You know, I didn't, I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't really have that, so like that's right. I didn't know that. About like chick, chicks will tell me, like, are you got an emotional disconnect? So like, I'm going through a thing now where I'm like, try, I'm finally like, I'm finding my emotions and I can talk about them and I can like. And it express. comes in when you have like the daughters now too. Yeah, especially my daughters. I gotta talk to them. In- interesting. You. It sounds like you date women who are looking to take care of you a little bit. Yes, I'm, I'm I date women who are looking for me to take care of them. I'm a narcissist. That's no, why. Me too, but like so that's I, strange. I want to. Yeah, that is strange. I was gonna say because I want to save everyone. Yeah. I'm like a, um, I'm like a very, uh, I don't know, like an altruistic narcissist, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I only care about myself, but by extension, if I make other people happy, that's it makes me like better. myself happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like that's a big thing with a lot of comics too, where it's like, uh, oh yeah, I'm doing this, I'm making all these people happy. Well, I guess you could apply it for any job, sort of thing. Like nurses probably have the same thing, where it's like, oh yeah, I'm saving all these lives, I'm doing all this, but really, it's because it's you know, it's for me. It's making, it's, it brings my happiness. Yeah, so like we're taking down nurses. <laughs> taking all those narcissistic That's nurses. That's what I'd be stuff. doing. Uh, yeah, yeah taking that hell. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, I bet you date nurses. Yes. Nurses is the number one profession I fuck. I was going to say, well, that's because they're everywhere here. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. kind of crazy. No, yeah, mine, you know what number one profession I fuck? Bartenders. Unemployed. <laughs> no, for real. Un- straight up unemployed. Like, I could take care of this person. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, yeah. Uh, when, when you say take care, do you mean like you give them links to Indeed or like, do you like give them? Oh, no, I don't. No, no, I don't teach them to fix. Oh, I just, okay. I just, I just give him a fish. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard of a penis referred to as a fish before. Yeah, that is true. Mine has gills. Uh, <laughs> you're like, yeah. the only breeze on the water and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a dick on the water, baby. Eric's no, in no. a tank right now for the people that can't. Listen I am in a tank. Right yeah, he yeah, rolled. No. I am in the. Dr- I will be in the drunk tank the later drunk. tonight. You were drinking before you got here. Still open, huh? You were drinking before you got here. Hell yeah, oh. drinking before I get anywhere. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> We we drank for the first time during our last uh, podcast recording. Nice. We uh, we got a little wild. We got a little wild. Yeah, 
We sound like two squares right now. Yeah, what, is, what does YouTube wild look like? That's... Dog, we get wild, man. We get wild. It's uh, you know, we we try to put it on wax, but sometimes we gotta cut stuff out because it gets a little too hectic, too hectic. So I don't edit shit, right? Yeah. So for me, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Don't reveal the magician secret. I'm honest, you know what I mean. But this is the guy. So I was happy that he had a, uh, had a brew in him. Yeah, he oh. had a brew. We had no edits this week. I was like, oh yeah. We're good. I haven't messaged the producer yet. We have a little, we got some suggestions. We got some suggestions. We got some, we got some hot suggestions. It's going to be hot a good tea. episode. It's going to be a good episode. Hot tea. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, I we, do. we get wild. We get wild. Like my version of wild, man. You know, I, I, just, I like to, my whole thing, I like just hang inside by myself a lot. Um, that's when like I'll drink the most and all that. That's when it's like, I'll, I don't have to worry about driving. Oh yeah. I don't have to worry about, I have to interact with people. When I'm that's bored, I, I get fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I think it's kind of like a. It's. I, I, cause the I, producer says it's not good, and I agree with him. They have a problem, is what you're they saying. Well, I didn't start until I was 23, so I feel like I, I still get to have a problem. That's, 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 my liver gets a little bit of extra years before I have to quit. It's 10 years, man. Yeah. yeah. I love people. I was like, oh, I didn't start until I was adult. I want to like apply that to like crack cocaine. Oh, no, oh I didn't start until right. I was like 31. Really I didn't start until I was like 31. So it's cool, though, man. That's really funny. I like. That. I like. I don't. My whole thing because like I did the whole like uh, the Briggs Meyer thing, which I always think it's like astrology seems yes. kind of bullshitty um but like i always test this extrovert my whole thing is i find i recharge the most when i'm by myself and when i recharge i'm i feel confident and more f- comfortable being able to kind of do whatever in social situations though it's just like uh I, it, it feels like a burden like a good burden sometimes but a burden nonetheless i'm the exact same way i want to be social but it drains me so quickly yes. you know what i do and this might be a nice tip if you don't do this okay Fake going to the bathroom every like 20, 30 minutes. I'm on that. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just go on my phone for two minutes. I'm that like, is all the right. Dumbest shit I've ever you, heard. You could even go to the bathroom. That is the dumbest. Because now you got to wash your hands. Because I'm not going to no, the I don't actually have to go. I just go I into just a different room. And, I'm yeah. not going in there. Yeah, that's it. Well, and, so, uh, and the, wherever the comedy is, I'm probably in any social spot I'm at, it's a comedy spot. Yeah, me okay. too. And most social comedy spots, the bathroom is dirty. And I'm not going to keep walking in there. Because I'm nervous to talk to a, a person. Well, what if it's not? It's not it's nervous. Not, it's yeah, just it's draining. Not, you get tired. Yeah. You know like, what I do? I go. I just pick up my phone. I just go like this. I don't. I just scroll. I could be doing nothing. I just scroll. Don't come talk. People, you can look at somebody and they know need, they want to be talking. I okay. Mm. I get drained by being in a room with people. Like okay. I was sitting there, like even like at an open mic in the chairs watching. I'm literally just like this is fucking exhausting. Yeah. And I don't. Then, sometimes yeah. it's not even a matter of going to the bathroom. A lot of times, like I'll just walk outside. Even if, yeah. especially like if it's before my set, I'm like, all right, let me kind of mentally prep up. Yeah, I'll just go outside for a little bit. Um, it's it's kind of nice. It's a nice little break. Then you come back, you're re-energized. Outside makes sense. The shitter doesn't. You don't like the bathroom part. <laughs> I, was like, like, I love the bathroom. It's enclosed. It's nice. It's like I hate being around people. So let's go be around some Yo, people the pooping. Bathroom like, was my spot in high school. <laughs> yeah. the bathroom was my spot. Well, I'd go in there. I'd read a little Roger Ebert, a little movie yeah. review, and all that stuff. It was so nice. It was here that in the library, but sometimes the library had too many people. Yeah, so I, like, I agree. Yeah, bathroom, through. bathroom is Not my, my fa- school. Bathroom is my favorite spot. It's <laughs> nice and enclosed. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No. You're, uh, you had a you had a substitute teacher came in uh, Michelle Pfeiffer correct? No yeah yeah. We, oh that white gold? We, we, smoke, we smoke crack. <laughs> we smoke crack early. Smoke crack uh, early. I think we're referencing two different movies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just know the the movie with her and Coolio right? Yeah, where he did the soundtrack to it. Uh, what's uh, Amish Paradise? 
the, the, the Gangster Dangerous. Paradise, Amish Paradise, uh, Where Al Yankovic, and the movie itself. What was the name of the movie? Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Dangerous yeah. Minds. That's right. Correct. Thank you for getting me on that one. Yeah. Are you a big? Are you a big movie person? No, I, TV you strike, you strike all day. Me as long. a movie person. I, I'm getting into it, but TV, I'm like encyclopedic and comedy from forever. But oh, yeah. like, I'm getting into movies now. But somewhat. Uh, I, see. I see. So you like like comedy TV stuff? Yeah, a lot. So Martin or Fresh Prince? Fresh Prince had heart. Martin is a harder comedy. Like there was Ooh, more was, laughs per minute. That was spot on. I think I like. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, I was. Oh, I was a UPNWB kid growing up. Like, yeah, I. Yeah, you didn't have to say that part. Yeah, I know you pulled the frog out. Oh no! I was a UPN nigga. Okay, look, sister, sister, am I right? Look, I didn't say the N word, but I felt it about myself. Gosh, you guys said you do a lot of editing on this podcast. No, I hate. Look, I hate. I w- we could just run this shit. I, I, just, I don't give a I shit. I usually just edit all of Alan's parts out. No, it's, just, it's, just you. it's just Kirk talking, actually. He's just never heard the podcast. <laughs> you know, that would work because I don't <laughs> listen to it. I, Alan, you play the, you, when, you're, when you're chatting up the ladies, I know you, you play the podcast sometimes. No. I've heard you mention that you play it to female friends before. Ooh. I have. I have. Yeah, I do. I d- okay, I have done that in the past. I have. You're quick, right. Quick round, round table question. Right. What is your... Okay, maybe you don't have it. Fuck. Um, what's your go-to to show girls? What would be your go-to to show girls if you're like, I'm a comic and no one they don't know who you are? What's your go-to thing to pull out? In terms of my comedy? Or what like, would be? What? Yeah, you, you to be like, to show that you're like the shit. What would be your like go-to? Um, I think I would just do like a... I would ripstick down the street and then uh, just through like my uh, my humor and stuff, I would uh, let them realize that I'm I can be kind of I have some amusing moments. That is a terrible there. answer, Alan. <laughs> what's the thing you pull out? Is it just the podcast, or what do you what do you got? Easily my Instagram. Your Instagram? Hell, what's oh? Do you show a specific post no, that no, did I got, well? I got or fourteen thousand followers? Nice. That's a good number. What what do you I, do? The, oh, hard times because I'm always talking to like oh, all yeah, right. girls want, and stuff. We want to talk about that a little bit. Too, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because so because my, my hard times Instagram is. Do you know what the hard times? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, what's the hard times? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it is a it's like the Onion, but for music, punk rock, and alt culture, all things alt. And culture. Eric's a writer on that. Eric oh, is a writer for the a hard managing times. editor who hey. helps run the site. You know, you've been doing that for a while now. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, the um running it's been like um it's me and about. Uh, you know, like nine other people who run it. Like, there's one dude who like owns the whole thing, and then like I manage about a third of the site. Um, but that's about a year and a half, and I've been writing for it for about three and a half years, longer than comedy. Like, this got me into comedy. That's interesting God. to yeah. start out doing writing and yeah. then kind of merge into stand up. How did you get into writing? Um, about like five or six years before, um, I always read like cracked.com, right. like forever when yeah. it was like in its heyday, yeah. and I ended up uh, writing a few pieces for them. I think I maybe had like What's four on How there. How do you do that? How do you get like, They had open, any of these yeah, places have open submissions. It's hard to get on because there's literally thousands of people trying, but when you do, you do. It takes months like learning a new skill, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like having to go back to open mics and reprove yourself without any of your material. Yeah. And so it's kind of like that that environment. But once you get up there and you figure out, it's like – unlike sta- – I mean I guess stand-up is kind of like this. But it's not like you reach a point where ev- you can identify what's going to work with the crowd and what's not immediately. It's right. not like you, you have that consistency. But when um, – eventually with like satire writing – you tend to have these like headlines or article topics where you start to go, oh, that's a winner. That is a very clear winner, and that is not. Right. Like, that, that starts to happen, and it snowballs. I see. That's how I feel about monologue jokes, in a way, because I like to write a lot of those. 
there's a lot of articles yes. where it's like, oh, that makes sense, or oh, you connect the dots on that one. Yeah. So yeah. you felt like there's a lot of them that kind of like gravitate towards you. And w- do you recall the first article that you wrote? Yeah. The, well, the first one that that came out was not like. I mean, it did fine. Um, it's such an esoteric reference, and it was before I ever started like. Right, so I don't even want to say that one. The first one that I had blow up. Right. I had maybe three or four smaller ones on, but the first one that like went what I'd call I guess soft viral, where hundreds of thousands of people as opposed to millions see it. So it's right. a lot of people, but not crazy. Right. Um, was because um, this is about like music satire. So uh, the headline was um, I'm so I'm setting this up because I'm so terrified you're not going to laugh at it or not get it. <laughs> um, uh, all the disclaimers. We'll the applause no, break. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, there it is. Um, the it's a uh, man hasn't heard band, but he's heard of them. Which is a common thing in like alt music scenes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's oh, I've heard of them. Right. Oh, that obscure band. I've totally heard of them. Oh, I it's know right. of them. Just this. D- yes, it's yeah. that thing. And so we had it personified as a human being who not just with the bands, everything in life. He's like, right. oh, friendship. I've heard of friendship, <laughs> but making a, a connection emotionally with another human being oh. is is crazy when you stare into their eyes and all you see is ways for them to die. <laughs> it's good. like like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like that. And yeah, that was good. the first one that like you know did well. well I had to solid. deep. I had to dig into the body of the article yeah. to get to get your respect for it. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> so, where are we going with this here? Well, it sounds like you were telling a little bit of a story you, you kind of got oh, the premise shit. set up yeah. you had the premise set up you were doing with confidence and once you hit the mark that boom, sounds boom. like a little bit of a callback yeah, yeah because yeah, you, sure you were you were confident like delivering that that's why you were able to do it the story setup that's there are a couple of there are a couple of um not only stories but jokes that i've i've, ret- I've retired i like they didn't work consistently enough and i was like all right screw it that'll just go back into the converse wow. funny conversation file yeah. and i've brought them up and like oh at a party it'll come up and i'll be like oh yeah this time this thing happened to me mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, stage is different than the parties when you're right. crushing. But, like, I've realized, like, oh, I just delivered that, like, me and not, like, the me trying to tell jokes. Yeah. Who, I'm only three years and change in. Mm-hmm. So that was me until maybe six months ago. And I still get like that sometimes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I love the idea of that. Because of, like, I always think of that, too, like, having kind of, like, a conversation bag of, like, doing things. It's like, oh, conversationally, I am killing it right now. Sort <laughs> yeah. <of thing. laughs> it's kind of interesting, like, to hear someone say, like, oh, yeah, sometimes you have, like, a, like, Almost like party tricks in a way, like oh, like stock topics. I literally have a too. first date that's <laughs> yeah. paid by fucking numbers. And it's a great date. It's a great date if anyone wants to come on it, even as friends. It's a great time. I'll entertain you for four hours. That's what. That's we don't have to fuck at the end. That's fine. It can that's be a lot he delivers at the date. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I feel like everyone has that. They just don't recognize it yeah. sometimes. So it's oh, my my date set is so good. It's at, so good. I feel like you're at a good a good um, spot in stand up. And I only say that because I'm at the exact same spot. Like, say, you two are a little about- ahead of me. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, I've been doing it three and a half years. Yeah. I mean, but I felt like maybe like a year ago, I got to the point where you're at yeah. six months ago. But like, you seem comfortable featuring. Well, yeah. I am like entering the feature pool. That's how I feel about mine. You know what yeah. it is? Yeah. You know what it is? You're just not as confident as I am. Uh, that you are very confident. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Because yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I legit don't give a fuck. Yeah. So if I bomb. Suck it! I don't care. You got you need a little bit more, Just a little bit more of that. Yeah. A little bit. You, you're fine. I'm telling you. Oh, you thank you. I appreciate coach. that. That's what you need. You yeah, really right. Do. I'm telling you. I mean, I, I need you on my voicemail I, I legit, every day. I legit could be a, a coach, a motivational speaker, but I, you, you wouldn't know unless you talk to me because I don't just get this shit out to everybody because everybody don't deserve it. You're supposed to do like the wake up calls for motivational things, but you'd only do it like at 12 p.m. <laughs> I get up early. <laughs> No, 12 p.m. That's, that's noon, right? Yeah, I get up early. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild, man. I want to be an alcoholic motivational speaker. You have Just get drunk as shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be 
be fun one to do. Man. That'd be fun to do. You got the alcoholic part down. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I really do. You plan on drinking more after this? Huh? Oh, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a slanderous question. Slanderous. Well, here's, here's what's so funny is like, I literally, this beginning of this week, I was like, I'm not drinking this week because I got the Magooby shows and I got all this work stuff and I got to file my taxes <laughs> and I like all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, let's not fuck around. Let's get, get all my shit done. And then, so me not, my not drinking mm-hmm. means on Monday, I only had like three beers. Yeah. Last night I had two Natty Daddies. Tonight I had a couple beers, and I'll probably have some more at home. But that's me not drinking. Me drinking is like the ten to fifteen shots a night kind of thing. So are you? Are you ten uh, to fifteen? Is that an exaggeration? No, no, he's serious. Oh my goodness. No, it's it's like uh, I beat I beat Payne at a drinking contest on Sunday after doing shots before we started the contest. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. So are you, is this the, how long are you plan on keeping this up? Not long. Okay. Um, it's this, like, like I go through waves. You go through waves. Yeah, it's like um, I've gone through entire years where I'm like, oh, I'm not going to drink this yeah. year, and I just don't. And so knowing that I have the willpower and the fact that I have not had a single thing like my drinking has not impacted my life in, in a more more than like a, the occasional hangover. I'll, I'll like let, it hasn't I'll, done. I'll it yet, let you think but that. It will. But go ahead. No, no. Go I'm, ahead. Go. I'll okay. Okay. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. So. Are you saying, like, in my mind, it's that because that's the baseline, but if I wasn't drinking, I could do so much more? Facts. My, yes, I agree you, so with you that. So you already know 100%. That. Yeah. It's that. It's like if I had, like, a wake-up call at any point, like if I had had, like, a DUI or if I had had, like, mm-hmm. a relationship ruined because of alcohol or if I had, like – or if I got, like, me tooed over some shit, yeah, yeah. then I'd be like, oh, man, I am – uh, that's my wake up call, right. but I haven't had like a seriously detrimental thing happen. But you're absolutely right. Oh, there's the amount like today. So you're, you're going to be reactive instead of proactive. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, motivational. Yes. He's getting the motivational. That, that is right exactly now. I'm right. Why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because Eric reminds me of me a I, lot. And you he remind does. me of a me that's like gotten uh, their shit a, a together. Head. A little bit that's ahead. exactly like what a little you bit ahead. Before I even met you, I was like, I saw you on stage and I saw you on like social media, and yeah. I was like, fuck, that's a guy I need to like. <laughs> I need to look at. Yeah, yeah. No, because I mean, I. Shit, I've been an alcohol. I was alcoholic sixteen. Like I started yeah, drinking wow. early, yeah. oh. and I did. I recently, probably in the last year, I finally got to a point where I don't need a drink. I don't like. I go to. I probably drink like twice a month now. Yeah, and I didn't quit, but like I mean, I, I smoke crazy now. But like I didn't. Yeah. But like my drinking was, it was like I was cool. I was functioning all my life. Yep. Mm. Yep, yep. But once I stopped. Oh, man, Do you have a shit. moment for you that made you kind of stop? Was did you have like a little situation? No, nah, man, I was doing it for a long time. Oh. I just like I, just, I really like. Okay, so comedy made it to a point where I was like, yo, I can't drink every night like I yes. normally do. Yeah, right. I was like, yo, because I, I, I drink every night. Oh. Period. Like you're fucked up every night. And but when I get on stage, I can't. So it's like, damn, I can't be drinking like this. Then I'm driving. Oh yeah. Every, mm-hmm. So so comedy made it so I was like, I gotta slow down. So once I slowed down, I was like, oh shit. I, I don't need it like I thought I did. Oh. Yeah. And then I, I worked. I, it took me a long time. Like I worked and I worked. And now I'm at to a point now where I, I'm good. Like I only drink when I fucking want to. Like you pay me. I go to shows. I get paid in beer. I'm, I'm yeah. good. Yep. You know, so. Do you, do you, and I, I don't mean it's directly towards you. Uh, in general comedy, I find there's a lot of uh, that's a, drinking is a big thing. Uh, do you guys find that a lot of people uh, drink and kind of use that as a maybe not a motivator to get on stage, but a requirement to get on stage? Oh, pro- probably. I, I ha- personally have. I actually drink a lot less because of comedy because right. I'm like. I'm much sharper if I'm sober on stage, right. for sure. Right. But I think that I've heard a lot of people who go, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna I gotta go because I'm about to be up." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, are you prepping your set?" And it's like, "No, I'm getting a shot and a beer and I'm a smoke." And I'm right. like, "Yeah, that's pretty common." Yeah, you know, sure. uh, I think his name is Brandon Gorin. You know, Brandon Gorin, yeah, fully comedian. Before he goes on stage, crushes a beer, 
takes a shot. Like, oh, I love it. I'm like, do so open mic, bro. <laughs> I do that after. I'll do that after a set. I'll always do that after a set for, yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Not open mics, but like for sure. It, I once yeah. came like, across, um, it was like when I was first starting comedy. Uh, I was at Montgomery County Community College. They had a, a, I was about to say, they had a library. That's a given. Um, there was a book there. I'm like, how know. to do comedy. And one of the, like, the pages in it, it was like, um, so a lot of people, they drink and they do drugs before they get on stage. But then that means before, you know, if they don't do those, they have to rely on them. And for whatever reason, that stuck with me. Yeah. To the point where I was like, I guess I'm just not drinking. Are you just lazy? Yeah. It's like an extra thing you have to do. <laughs> that, that, that was another thing. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm also cheap. That's yeah, also that, very cheap. I have a friend who moved to L.A., and she was like, oh, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. I can't afford can't it. Afford it's it. done. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. That's yeah, I, I save so much money. Like, yeah. I actually eat now. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, when I go to shows. Like, I would yeah. just normally, I would, like, buy a beer and yeah. a drink. But now I get food. I'm like, oh, that felt great. See, I'll do that at, like, so I have certain, um, so, like, at show shows. So this is a weird, like, I'm at a very weird, like, in every part of my life, I'm at a transitional point right now, including mm-hmm. comedy, where six months ago, I was still doing clubs regularly, but it was, like, well, once a month. Yeah. Now it's, like twice a month plus i'm getting booked on shows out of in different states and all this so now it's like i have to start thinking about things differently money wise drinking wise like driving all this stuff and so i found that it used to be i'd go to open when i was in a depressing marriage i would just get blackout drunk for years just Mm -hmm. all the time every night and i would go out to comedy shows when everything was falling apart and be like oh i'm just i would stay at i used to stay at comedy zone to like after close just getting hammered and like i had a bartender once had to like drive me home wow. <laughs> it was so bad i helped her clean the bar it was fine oh, right. but like um <laughs> but like with all this transition stuff now that i'm getting booked more it's so funny because you asked like oh is that a real number that was a real number now that i'm kind of thinking about it i'm like well i'm getting booked a lot the last couple of months i actually haven't done that that much maybe like once or twice a week mm-hmm. but it is a couple beers every every night or whatever oh, but i'm definitely relating to you on that so like, yeah, like you yeah. say when you don't drink on stage you're sharper, right? Yeah, for sure. Same thing in life. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, so, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Trust me, I, I stopped drinking. I was like, oh shit, I can, I do so much more shit now. I got yeah. sleep better. This shit is uh, amazing. Mm. Yeah. Alan's gonna motivate you to a non-drinking lifestyle. All, all he gotta do is continue to do what he do. Just follow me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the motivation that I'm. I'm. I be putting fucking gems in there that people would think I'm joking sometimes, but I'm just gems in there. You gotta just read through. I'm telling you. All right, I'm for you're, real. You're treating your Facebook like the Bible right now, man. You, you gotta, um, you look. I'm telling you, man. We talked about it last episode with the whole comedians worrying about Kevin Hart, right? And they ain't got ten minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just listening to that an hour ago. We cut, <laughs> we cut that out. <laughs> Did we really? No, no. Oh. Our, our, producer, our producer was making a knock knock. Our producer's making a knock knock. I, no, I like that. I like that post a lot because I've been seeing that from so many comics who like anybody who's like famous. Open micers think they can shit on. Yeah, right. it's like, yeah we touch. It's like the whole mentality of it all is something that we we find that there's like a, a split in people. There's very much there's the type of people that are open to doing that and they're okay with it and they have that you know in their mind. And there's others that see as like, what's the purpose? Why put that negativity out there? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative people in in the comedy world. That's why what I what I started to do recently. Is I, I like to just put stuff on my feed oh. that I feel like everybody's thinking about. I thought you were going to say I, healing. No, rocks. no, no, no. I put it. I put it on my feed. I, I, on my status, I say something, and I don't like to do too much talking, like one on one. Does that make sense? Like so you just like, put it out there. Yeah, and then, like, like this is how it. I feel, y'all. And I don't really like to talk about a one on one type shit. Does I that, that make sense? No, because a lot of people they want to engage and then they kind of get engaged into talks. I feel like you say there's two types of people in the comedy, right? And I feel like. The, the one type of person is just they're not real they're just people that just come into comedy and they just they just talk about it and they, they do it but they're not real and I feel like they waste my time it's more like 
the aspect of being a comic versus doing the comic. Yeah, so like that it's not, they're not weird. serious. You know what I mean by doing the comic? Yeah, yeah, they're not serious. So I feel like the people that just come in here and they, they shit on other comedians and do all this stuff. Like I don't even want to talk to you. Mm. Like you're wasting my time. That's why. Here's what I feel about everything. I don't even want to talk. Right. You know, because you're, you're a waste of time because you're not really serious about this comedy shit. You know what I mean? Now, let me ask you this because this is – I actually – I very much agree with that sentiment of if you're talking shit and you're not taking it that serious, then it's like you are wasting my time. Yeah. I've always had – there's a separate part about the whole wasting my time thing of like better comics at small scene or mid-level scene open mics shitting on bad comics who don't – to be fair, don't change their act and right. don't get better. And they'll look at them like you're wasting my time. Now, if it's an open mic in a mid-level scene, I kind of, like, disagree with that a little bit because it's like – so, for instance, if we're serious about this, we're probably not here in Lancaster right now. It's not true. We're in L- – no, and I agree with – this is why it's so, so you're tough. Gonna, you're, my old, question old school, is – Old school. My question is you got to be in New York or L.A. Okay. So that's my question is why Why do you feel that way? Not that I disagree. I'm Which curious way? why Which you – Which way? Why you feel like um, you don't have to be in one of the two industry markets in order Easy. to be taking it seriously. Yeah. Social media. Social right. media. It's a little different. Like, I, don't, I don't need – I don't like you can, you can get to wherever you need to go without living in – LA New York. I can email somebody my YouTube link. I can right. email like you can find me on social media. It's, it's different. Like for instance, um, you got social media people like Jess Hilarious. She's from Baltimore. Yeah, she's touring nationally. Never lived in New York, or LA. How mm-hmm. social media? Isn't that the tiniest, tiniest percentage of that? I feel like social. You already have to so, win the lottery okay, so anyway. Social media feels like you're winning the lottery that's, that, of lotteries. That's who you know. That's who you know, right? So it's Jess Hilarious, DC Young Fly. People email me, people DM me all the time that I don't know who just found me from a hashtag. See, that's cool. Like, but that's great. But you, it's not a, a nationwide tour. It's just a show yeah. in D.C. You know what I mean? Well, I want to clarify. I agree with that completely. I guess my, like, um, and, I mean, I write for the hard times. We're about to break 300,000 on both Instagram right. and Facebook. Ooh, so we're like, we're like, yeah, thanks. But, like, we're <laughs> like, um, but my point, and we did this with whatever it was, $800 and, like, a handful of people all over the country. Almost no one who start when we started, I don't know if any of those people who created it and like managed it, maintained it, were from LA or New York. Right. But it, it blew up anyway. And in fact people have had to move to LA and New York to right. keep up with it. To keep up. So right. I guess like my point with that is like I've seen like this is coming from someone who has personally right. experienced evidence of that i still think i recognize that as me winning a lottery on top of a lottery on top of a lottery and i didn't even win it i'm just a part of someone else who won mm. it and so it's like um i just feel like because okay it wasn't until i started going to new york regularly and L- i've been to la a couple times but mm. like going to those places and seeing that like a showcase like i do a, week, a monthly showcase in baltimore that maybe brings 50 people yeah. out um a showcase like that in a big city which i know is harder to get obviously brings out industry like you can the, the uh, it's just the the ceiling is so much higher and we're not going so to, much i'm not going to yeah. disagree with you on that yeah, yeah. You, you have more opportunities you have a better chance but to say you can't do it elsewhere i don't think you can't do it so but my idea of the wasting time thing is where i go back and forth i think yeah. that i think that um i kind of like i play football all my life and i they always teach really? you football yeah from eight to college didn't know that i play football mm-hmm. and yeah. they always tell you football like if you're good they're gonna find you like it don't matter what if you if you could be like Shannon Sharp has a he's a broadcaster on, on ES not ESPN now but um, FS1 or something he played for the Broncos tight end all his life he went to like a D3 college no one safety he was a tight end <laughs> oh he's a tight end fuck so, an idiot. What, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is, he was damn it I thought I had him I thought I had him he's a Super Bowl winning tight end yeah. he's now on TV as a commentator yeah he went to a Division three college right There's, I don't even remember the name of it um 
Was it Tennessee Chattanooga? No, I don't think it was that one. Yeah. But like nobody heard of it. So meaning like he's talented, so he's going to make it regardless. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you like me, I look at myself like no matter where I fucking live, I'm going to make it as long as I keep doing what I got to yeah. do. So my chances and. The the time could be quicker living in L.A. and you're gonna understand that. But just simply, just be like, oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm here in Langston. I ain't gonna make it. That's, that's small minded because I got a car. <laughs> I go I, I no, to New York I, this weekend, and, you know and I, mean? I agree. It's just one of those things where it's like open micers in a small scene shitting on other open micers. Oh yeah, is hard for me to swallow in that sense where it's like because don't get me wrong, I'm sitting there half the time going like Jesus fucking Christ, right. But and again, not judging someone for being bad, but yeah, sometimes. But judging somebody for like doing the same bad five minutes for a straight year, yeah. And so I I get that, but I have this like I'm very honest with myself, so I have this internal monologue where I'm like, that's how I feel emotionally, but cognitively I know I'm just like, well, fu- I'm in I'm on the same so show are, as them tonight. Are you telling the truth? Am I really better? Are you telling the truth? I'm they, trying they, to, and I need scrap, to figure out what it is. Should they scrap that five minutes? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, 100%. so then that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, well, girl, I don't care if we're both in the same scene. So then, then I don't you care know what? about that. The phrase wasting wasting the time is is almost like a non-issue. It's what we should be able to do is go up to other comics and go scrap that five minutes. Yes. And if it's true, and they should be able to just deal with it. Yeah, I you, think you and I are on the same team, or we're all on the same team of comedy. We'd rather have comedy be good than yes. us individually be famous. Except for Alan. We know he wants to be famous. <laughs> I don't want to be. That's, I, that's the thing. I don't want to be famous. I just want to feed my family with comedy. Yeah, I'm not that's saying. That's, yes, that's you do want to be famous, I but you also, really, you're willing to nope. feed your family with comedy. No, I don't care about being famous. I don't care about, I don't care. About, I'm, I'm dead serious. For real? Yeah. I don't get, All right. if I care, I would, if I. I care so much. I don't care about really much anything, yeah. dog. Like, Really? <laughs> that's awesome. Like, for real, I just want to be able to pay my bills you with comedy. You realize how true that is after yeah. having 20 episodes with them. Fair, fair. <laughs> he doesn't care about anything. <laughs> I don't give a shit about my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you want Eric? Do you do you being on time be, for my friends? Do you want to be famous? Is that a? I, I do, yeah, I fucking do. Of course, I want to be famous. Do you plan to move to like a New York and LA? To uh, I'm I'm gonna so so my not my, to blow up your spot or anything no. Like my that, tentative yeah. plan is um is next summer, next year summer to at the very least um have a three month plan where I just like primarily spend like um. So you have a plan to have a plan. No, no, no. I have. Well, I don't know if I want to move there permanently or if I want to just go. You know what? Let me do a thing where I go. Like right now, I'm, I'm doing the numbers on it and the logistics. Because like I have a kid, right. I'm going to see her every week, and I, there's bills and all yeah. that shit. So like logistically, I think by next summer I could go. You know what? I'm going to spend three months in New York, not working, just doing comedy. And then as the end of that three months comes, I'll just kind of look where I'm at and go, all right, can I keep doing this? Do I want to make a change? Do I want to do this? Whatever mm-hmm. it is. But I feel like um, that's something I can concretely say I want to do uh, just as a life experience anyway, and I can feasibly make it happen. But I am worried about like saying that, but then I just kind of also want to be like, well, why don't I just try to move up there, get a full-time job there? Mm-hmm. That's pretty career. realistic. And the, what you've mentioned the first time, I think that's a pretty realistic way of kind of treating like a trial run. And then, you know, seeing how it is from there. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like I've had uh, countless of friends that are like, I'm just moving to L.A. And then it's like, oh, I'll I'm be back. right back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool to take yeah, that yeah. venture out too sort of thing. But I think having that option of like, all right, I'm going to stay here for a bit, see how it is, especially yeah. when you got your family and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Come back sort of thing. Oh, with comedy. Oh, by the way, this is something about, like with uh, people moving back from L.A. or New York or wherever or anywhere, really. As much as as nice as we all want to be, there is a stigma about that mm-hmm. where like I've heard anybody comes back, whether they're a shitty comic, a good comic, whatever. When they come back, literally everyone behind their back is talking about, oh, I guess you couldn't cut it and blah, yeah. blah, blah, I feel like that's which is I think thing. is bullshit yeah, because, exact same. yeah, exactly. Because they're like 
they did something that most of us right. never did or will never do. It's those people that are on the half of it of like they're the willing to like talk, talk to. trash to yeah. about another open micer. Yeah. When you have that type of mentality, you're already in it. Yeah. So like if, yeah. if you're a type of person that's going to make the yeah. move to like, oh, I'm going to go to like LA and actually like pursue this. Yeah. You can't really worry about those people too much. Yeah. That's why I find. Yeah. Those, the here. local the local lifers who like because like what you're talking about it, Alan is like. You're setting yourself up to be like – it sounds like with your mentality and your work ethic, you're just kind of like, oh, you are going to be happy if you're a road comic and you can feed I'm your fine family. With that. Yeah. yeah. And so like I think there's a lot of people who like go – I don't know if it's intentional or not, but they they have this mentality of like I'm in my mid-level scene town and I'm going to be the best here or I'm going to be one of the best here. Mm-hmm. And, ev- and, and it's almost like that breed – but they never branch out and that breeds this – um, this mentality is almost this herd mentality of like, oh, it's the rest of the world who's wrong. Mm-hmm. My local scene, we're all geniuses. Yeah. Everyone outside just doesn't get what we're going for. And that mentality I've seen so often. And I saw it in music for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's you, huh? Atlanta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the producer pointed at me and said, oh, that's like Atlanta. And Alan was like, oh, that's you. Yeah. That's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure everybody was aware of how funny what Alan just said was. Well, I think it's like it's very much it's like a heightened version of what's going on yeah. with social media a lot of times yeah. with the whole echo chamber and all that stuff. It's like you do the same thing in real life. You just have it's like oh, I'd rather be like the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. What do you want to? That's why I always ask. Like I have friends of mine who are like newer comics who will ask for advice and then not take it. And for those friends, yeah. I, I always ask like, okay, what would you rather do? Be what do you? What means more to you? Being a comedian. Or being funny. Right. And most of the time, those people who won't take advice or, or are just too, like, that mentality of my own little area is the greatest, um, or I'm the greatest, or everything I mm-hmm. believe is right, those are the ones who are very much like, they just like the fact that they get to go, I'm a comedian. Yeah. I do comedy. That's what I list on my Facebook thing after yeah, doing two open mics. Right those are the yeah, ones yeah. that I don't talk to. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. even want to talk to them did I ever yeah. tell you they what happened me mad. one yeah. time I was at the lizard lounge and um, this person he came up to me he was one of the comics I haven't seen him before Yeah. Um, and he was like uh, hey what's your Instagram and it was before I had Instagram I was like oh I don't have Instagram and then he literally like looks his head down it's like oh I ain't fucking talking to you then ah. that's a quote and I was like oh my goodness <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, know who he's talking to? Yeah, well, it's like it, I had a good set and all that stuff too. So it was like, it was like, <laughs> come on, man! It's it, you could tell by a lot of times like how much people like how they promote themselves, yeah. and how they talk to you in conversation yep. of like comedian versus oh, I want to be funny. I respect the craft. Yes, thing. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever had a show that you did where like halfway th- like you talk to somebody and they don't know who you are, and then halfway through the show they realize who you are? Yeah, I get that a lot. That's so you know fucking favorite, funny. And they, they're a completely thing. different person when they my talk to you. Thing to do because when I go in shows, I don't really. Yeah. I'm not a social. Like I'm not a social butterfly. I'm in the back, and I like I don't talk to anybody. And then like I love going up there and ribbing that shit mm-hmm. and coming back and they're like, oh, you were, oh, not, oh, you're, not you're a person to. I should talk to. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's how it was. It's on Google both sides. Yeah. Night. Oh, yeah. Well, that because you know, oh, and yeah. just so you, I, I think I might have told you this, but like literally every other comic was like, who the fuck is that guy? And also. Sorry, I was about to start an off-mic conversation that I will have with you off-mic. It was that that I probably didn't tell you. That was the hilarious. infamous um, Pennsylvania comic coming into Baltimore, yeah. ripping it up on Massenburg. Well, that's what I. That's what my auto bar show in Maryland. I do every month. Yeah. I used to bring down. I still do, but I used to bring down like my guest spots would be like like local comics. Yeah, so at the yeah. time, I didn't know too many people up here when I was regularly doing that. Yeah. And so I'd bring down like Comedy Zone people who were there every week. Yeah. And even like mediocre people in that, co- not mediocre comics, but like in the scheme of like yeah. Comedy Zone, like the mediocre to above average. The Mitt Carters, the Bobby Lashley. Yes, exactly. The B-plus players. And um, 
And so I'd bring him. These are wrestling terms. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, uh, sometimes I just got a smile and nod. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, does he know that one too? Is he going <laughs> to? Whatever. Yeah, right? No. He's, he he starts, he's, like, he's, about, he's like, I'm going to drop a pipe bomb on you. Like, Shit, I hope he knows Still that. <laughs> well, the. Um, the, but yeah, so I'd bring these these comics down, and I remember the first time I had like um, I think it was like um, it was Wes Williams, then Mike O'Donnell, and then um, some Baltimore regulars, yeah. some decent Baltimore regulars who I think are very funny. I booked them on my show, fall, who struggled to follow the guest spots because some of these Pennsylvania people who like nobody knew yeah. just came in and fucking. And I think partially because I've been in, I was in Baltimore, and then I came up here. Baltimore doesn't have as many "quote unquote" real crowds as Pennsylvania. I got so much more, even at open mics. Mm-hmm. That just the crowds, like most Baltimore open mics, it's just comics or nobody, or it's just comics and they're in the back talking yeah. loud enough that you you can't even like hear yourself try yeah. to do your jokes. And so, like, I'm not actually surprised that even though it's a smaller scene, you have these like Pennsylvania comics who can, can come into bigger scenes and just be like, just light shit up. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, especially they come in with the. Everything they say is their, their best right, material. So yeah. fresh, like you go yeah. in there with oh, your true. hottest five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, yeah. I love going to open mics and going with some hot shit. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like you feel like you gotta like showcase. A little that's bit. what I used to do. I, I haven't gone to a new open mic in a while, but like I would, I would like go places. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get. My oh, hot you, shit. you talked about this le- on your podcast. That's whatever the the most recent oh. one was. I was listening to, and um and uh that reminded me of a time where you I didn't know you yet I just knew you from social I was like he's funny and he's cool on social media and you did something at an open mic that was similar to that that at the time I didn't process right and I got so annoyed with you it did not not for real like just kind of like so it was at HMAC which I don't think you'd ever done before it was like a newer open mic there Uh um and so that's exactly what you did you came in with your hot five dead crowd everybody's trying new shit and eating complete shit it's the same people (laughs) as the comedy zone yeah and then um, you and maybe one other person did your, like, hot five. Yeah. Yeah. And even though it was a dead crowd, you both crushed. And I also ate complete shit trying new shit in front of a dead crowd. And so then when you came up before you, – you told, like, one joke. And then you just started making fun of all the comics for not being real comics. Because you're like, y'all suck. Did y'all hear yourselves? You fucking suck. None of you are real comics. And I was like, and you were killing. And I was so fucking mad because I was like, he's talking about me too. Like, I was like, and I even, I, and I was dating a comic at the time who also ate shit that night. And we were talking to each other and we were like, I remember saying, and this is how petty I am. I remember being like, you know who's a real comic? A real comic does new shit at open mics. <laughs> clearly just covering for my own here's awfulness. The, here's the best part about this. Like, oh, that whole night was new material. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, mean, he I, don't, I don't remember, remember that, no, don't remember that shit. I knew it was because this is how petty and insecure I am. Did you heard it again? I know. Oh, I'd heard it before. Okay. I know most of the better comics material in here because I, I like seeing right. comedy. So yeah. I go out of my way. If I find like... If, like, let's say, like, hell, the three of you were on a show yeah. that I wasn't on, I would show up even if I wasn't trying to get a guest spot. Right. Like, if you guys were close enough, I'd just be like, oh, that's right. a show I would actually see. Yeah. And so, like, um, so when it comes to, like, um, like the, that, that open mic shit, it's just, like, I, I don't know, like. Nope, I'm not bombing. Yeah. Nobody's open. I'm not bombing. I know, open I get it. I'm not doing it. I got and you're too right. Many, I got too many jokes to go up there and look stupid. I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not, I don't care yeah. how many, commi- I don't care. Mm. I don't, I'm not working on nothing. I'm not bombing. Yeah. It's not literally it's two months. Literally two months later, I did my first mic in DC and pulled out all my best shit yeah. and crushed because it was one of those. And then I was like, "Yeah, Alan's completely that's a, that's right." A, <laughs> Alan's complete, and I got a show off. It. A new, he's right. He's at a new, at right. a new place. Yeah, yeah. I, now, if, if I'm at the, the Lizard Lounge yeah. here, I'm a, okay. I'm a fuck around, but yeah. if I'm going somewhere definitely new, I'm Ooh, how do you guys feel about this? This is something that I hadn't like. 
I mean, I hadn't experienced that much, but it's recently has been happening every every once in a while. But like, um, when you develop a reputation at a mic or even a, a show or whatever, but say a mic, and everyone expects you to be good, do you ever work? I guess you don't give a shit. No, but like, I, I know, I, no I'll, I'll do, I'll do new stuff. I mean, I, I get yeah. it. Where it's like, me too. Oh, it's like you're that's the point. like you know, typically doing well there. There's times where it's like I, I typically, whenever I'm doing new stuff in general, I always yep. have at least one or two things where it's like I know will work. They work, yeah. Usually the opener or something like, like all right, I think that'll work. Yeah. And kind of like the story yeah. thing where it gives me the confidence to go into new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't feel too much pressure, but I understand that it's there. Yeah, that makes sense because I just I likened it to when I played Magic cards. Because, you oh, know, as a I cannot, kid I cannot like and in college and shortly after college, too. Uh, but like um, because it used to be when you got good enough at these tournaments, if you lost, people would go, what happened? Oh, and that's I that was a big fear of mine with like I'm, how how fucking first world problem is this to be like, my big fear is that I'm going to be too funny and people aren't going to I'm not going to measure up to my own hype. I used, to, I used to have that fear, but now I do not care. Yeah, me too. I'm that's, not holding yeah. back. I don't hold back. I'm after doing it for a while, you build kind of a numbness to it. Yeah. Have you? I don't know if you guys have heard this this line. I forget exactly who said it. It was popularized on a bunch of like New York comic podcasts because mm-hmm. it was basically two comics at, at the cellar, um, and um, one they're watching somebody like each not at the cellar, so it's some other yeah. sorry, some other New York place that has like open mics at it, like one of the bigger clubs that has like bringer shows right. and open mics. Um, and they were uh, and they were it was like two pro comics talking and. Um, and one of them was like, um, they were watching this guy just bomb and eat shit, but he was so like, he had this mentality of just like, he is in it. He's yeah, like yeah. rocking it. He's the best. And one of the comics, Pro Thomas, starts the other and he just goes, um, I would kill for the confidence of a shitty open micer. Uh, <laughs> you're a good comic, Alan, with the confidence of a shitty open micer. That's you. insane. <laughs> that is unique. I used to be a shitty open micer. I'm trying to think who else is like that. Do you guys know anybody else like that? Like even locally or, or bigger? I'm there trying to think of someone. are good, but they have the mentality of like someone that... You just can't care, that's, man. You just yeah. can't give a fuck. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah, unique. I can't think of any names or anything like that, but you know, it's, I'm sure it exists. Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle has the mentality of a... <laughs> Let's see, yeah, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Alan Massenberg, <laughs> Dylon, Dylon, and Dylon. The, the greatest is there. <laughs> yeah. The list um, is there. So before we wrap up, because I, I got to go home yeah. and do stuff and all that stuff, I do yeah. want to touch base on this briefly with you. You know, you write for a Hard Times, and a lot of people, some of them may even be listeners, uh, you know, their their goal is to be writers and all that stuff. How do you find a discipline with writing? Kirk needs discipline. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kirk, you can just submit headlines anytime. That's a, that's a, thank you, thank you. Uh, so the discipline for um, and this because I was you'd mentioned this before. I was thinking about this on the way over here. I hope this is helpful, but like this might be too un- like specific to me. But like my brain, my entire life has always been right joke, right joke, right joke. I just never wrote them down. I've been doing that to so the point where I don't actually maybe two days a week, one day a week, I will go okay i'm gonna write a bunch of like hard times headlines to pitch or whatever um or with um comedy like one day a week i'll go oh i'm gonna spend i'm in the car a lot for my job i'm gonna spend every minute in the car like so it'll be like four plus hours like i'm just gonna be working on material however all day every day if something funny pops into my head i'm writing it down in my phone and putting it away and at the end of the week i might look at it and just go, I've got a hundred ideas here mm-hmm. that I'll sit down for a day and flesh out. Right. Um, so it's not like – so it's already happened. And so with hard times because every day I, I edit the articles too. So every single day I have to put out some piece of comedy content. Mm. Um, and so it's like 
it, I think discipline's been forced on me in that sense, or it's just natural. Mm-hmm. But like the way I kind of hone it is I write, write everything down, and then I set aside at least two days a week to look at it all and really flesh it out. So you force yourself to do it. Like, I don't really need to, to be honest, but if I haven't done a, it in a while, I'll force na- myself to. So this is natural for you just to like, write jokes yeah, all the just, time, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just a matter it, of writing it down sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. Which is ironic because I don't actually – I don't think I've ever – not ever, but like in the last probably two years, I don't think I've ever – any of my jokes have ever been written down verbatim start to finish. Mm. It's always whatever the initial idea was, maybe a verbatim punchline to keep that wording in my brain because right. I'll forget it. And then once it's done, I do it enough on stage that I'm going to keep it. It's just in – I have a shitty memory. Jokes – my jokes, anybody else's jokes, that sticks in my brain. Oh. It's just the, my my brain is only suited for comedy. Oops. Like that's it, which I should be better at. We can tell <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah. But, processing yeah. jokes, man. I hear that, man. Um, uh, we got a dip. We got a dip. Uh, as in, I got a dip, and I hope you guys have to dip as well because yeah, so sure. we kind of correspond with one another and all that stuff. Uh, Eric, <laughs> thank you for you know yeah, being man. here. Also, of course, really thank you cool. for having me. This was yeah, so much fun. Time. Yeah, man, this is dope. Uh, yeah. Do you have any shows or anything you want to plug? Um, we, uh, yeah. So when's this coming out? We don't know. Okay, <laughs> if, if you if you hear this That's within the next three days, I'll be at Magoobie's Joke House opening up for Carly Aquilino. Hey. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think what I got. I got um, on April 22nd, I'll be at Wits End, which is also at Magoobie's. It's the sidebar next to it. Opening up for the great Tom Myers. Dan Marcy Cap- oh. Dan Caper's also on that show. Love Dan. Hey. Um, and then that's the 22nd uh, of April, 23rd of April. I'm at... Ugh, I'm in. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm in Baltimore. If you look at look me up on Facebook, Eric Navarro, you can find that. But it's in Baltimore. Opening for Justin Schlegel, Schlegel. on Wendy Towson's amazing monthly Schlegel, show. Schlegel. And then so it's the 23rd. Then the 24th, I'll be hosting my auto bar show. Or sorry, the 25th, I'll be hosting my auto bar show in Baltimore, Maryland. So whatever that is, 23rd, 24th, 25th, April, hey. I'm in Maryland. Come see And uh, you got to follow him on uh, Hard Times as well. Uh, they got some very entertaining content. So check that out. If you're a fan of Onion or Cracked, you're going to love that one as well. Um, Alan, you got anything you want to plug, man? Yeah, man. Um, all the shows are gonna be posted on Property Bonnie's Instagram page. Yeah, and we going. mean it this time. You know, we I've been doing it. it. I've been, we I have been, it. I've been posting all of my shows on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can post some of these, and um, if you're, well, they're not gonna hear us by that. I'll be at uh, Wisecrackers Mohegan Sun on uh, the 12th and the 13th. Um, I'll be at uh, Katie's friend's Melissa's uh, <laughs> B Day. Or no, it's not a B-Day. It's a bridal shower, I believe, or something like that. That's I the one you invited me to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. This is a different one. I think. Oh, who's booking yeah. that? That's a, <laughs> I think it's like her grandparents. Oh, cool. I think it's cool. her grandparents. <laughs> I think it's a, um, and then beyond that, uh, the 10th, I'm doing something at Steel Stacks. We can't announce what it is yet, people, but believe me, it's happening down the 10th. Um, and in 27th, uh, something Philly. Hit me <laughs> up. I'll give you more details. Yeah. And I'll post it on a page, I promise. Oh, <laughs> we're going to do that the, there. Get the flyer for that uh, thing. For the, um, well, we're, we'll, we'll, it's going to be a flyer-heavy April on Property Box page. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to us. Uh, peace. Peace. You know it's hell when I come through. The life and times of Sean Carter, nigga, volume two. Y'all niggas get ready. Hey,